This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, it's the 30th of May 2023. Coming up today, more of your feedback and Sean plays with the Able One. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hello, Sean Priest. How are you? <sighs> oh, oh, what? Yeah, yeah more oh, space. Oh, here we go. Yesterday <sighs> it was me. Today yeah. it's you. Uh, well, do you know what I had to do today, Stephen Scott? Do you know what I did? Did you get out of bed? I did get out of bed. That's and I terrible, wish I isn't it? It's just I, the worst. I've been doing some housekeeping on my computer. You know, I've got files all over the place, and I've got a brand spanking new hard disk here. Someone let me have. Very kind of them, by the way. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to clean things up. <laughs> so I went through my thousands and thousands of files. And do you know what I did? Deleted them all. I deleted my games folder. Stephen Scott. Games folder? Games, my PC games folder. We're talking Doom 2, Doom 3, Fear, Left 4 Dead, Grand Theft Auto, (gasps) Call of Duty. (gasps) I thought, you know what? I'm never going to play them again. Oh, was this was this a realization moment? This this was the time. This was it. <laughs> my, the time this was life. my this, this is it. Oh, my acceptance, Stevens. I accept it. Well done. You're Thank a hero. You. You're a Thank hero. You. Oh, Did you this. ever know that you're my? I know. Hero. Yeah, hero. Hero. Uh, we're back to the Amazon Echo. See, we always Eros. keep it techie, just in uh, case you know, just in case. Mr. F. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's always watching. It's a tech show, honestly. And yes. listening, because it's an audio show only. Anyway, yeah. So you, uh, <laughs> you've uh, accepted your fate. Right, okay. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. I was, it was... Um, I, I, no, I feel absolutely <laughs> terrible. But, you know, it's, I believe it's cathartic, if that's a oh, word. That's a good word. Thank you very much. I also went through my photos album. Ugh. And Don't there are so lot. many that just say... <laughs> 101.iimg and I think I wish I went through and labelled them when I could I know <laughs> now I can't so uh, yeah it was a weird day I must say oh well I, I, I listen I feel your pain because I had to uh, I had to park up my truck recently for the very oh. last time oh no. <laughs> I had to park up my truck <laughs> this is terrible oh it was terrible and I, could, now, I should say in case you're wondering this was a game not an actual truck <laughs> No need to panic. I am not driving. Uh, but yeah, my driving game, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. I just, it's, it's not even, it's, you know, that point when it goes past the point visually of even trying to be enjoyable? Because the yep. whole point is, especially with that uh-huh. game I play, it's yep. meant to be relaxing. Not like Call of Duty. You know, this no, is no. meant to be relaxing, this game. You're driving along, it's a nice day, you've got the wind in your hair, obviously you've got a fan next to you. Uh, yes. You've got, you know, your headphones on, you've got maybe the radio playing, CB you know, listening radio. to some Bee Gees as you're driving <laughs> along. <laughs> and then, you know, the next minute you've ploughed through a field, you've killed half a village, and you yeah. think, this is not good. This is not- meant to be in a relaxing game, and there's nothing about this truck lying on its side is in any way relaxing. <laughs> Yes, you just need to, you know what, time's time, that's it, those days are over, new ones ahead though, hey? Hey, that's it, every every, uh, cloud Uh, is a new window, yep, that's, I think, uh, something like that. Welcome to the show, This is an inspirational show. Um, You know what, I think we need some music to cheer us up. Oh no. I think we need some music to cheer us up, I do. Someone else has been going through their hard disk. I... I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to play, play some music to cheer us up. And this comes courtesy of the one and only Philippe Bouchard, oh! who every so often likes to get in touch with us and more recently has started sending us in little bits of tunes. Uh, and this is his one today he sent in. I think you'll recognise it. And we should sing along as well. This will cheer us up, right? Ready for okay. this? Sing it with me. Hey, 
Oh, oh listen to that. Let's love your show. Hey! Oh, amazing. Oh, thank you. That's cheered us all up today. That was beautiful. You oh. know what? I love life again. Thank there you, you go. Philippe. Is that not better? I, I have I have a tear in my eye, although I think it may be the light. <laughs> um, but I also I need some viscous tears. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't, it's so true, though, isn't it? You just go through these little phases in life where you, and it's funny, it's like, you know, it's not so much like losing sight as falling down a set of stairs. It's like just gradually for some people, it's like <laughs> stepping down them very slowly, one at a time. Oh. And it's, it sometimes can just be a bit rubbish, right? I mean, just, just crap. Let's be honest about it. It's just yeah, crap. You know, just accept horrible. it and uh, you'll have those days. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Um, so, when you were well, putting the hard drive, you, you were also complaining. Cheering. Yeah, I know, but before you came on, you were complaining because the hard drive wasn't formatted correctly. Honestly, you get something for free, and you're still oh, complaining. Oh, 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 yeah, I get it yeah, for free, yeah, yeah. and it's formatted as a Time Machine Mac backup device, yes. which, when you plug it into Windows, absolutely nothing. It just doesn't appear. <laughs> nothing there. Okay, I say, not a problem. Open up disk management. You go Windows X to bring up your little start menu sub menu. Mm-hmm. Go to K, which yep. is disk management. Oh. And it lists all the disks that are connected to your computer, even the ones that you can't see in File Explorer. There it is, disk one, EFI mode. What's, what's that? I, I don't, it's a Mac thing. Of course it's a Mac <laughs> thing. So, okay, that's no problem. Right click on that and, you know, format or initialize or clean, delete part. All unavailable. Windows just doesn't know what to do with it. Couldn't do it. Th- I had to go into DOS to clean that thing out. You should DOS. be ashamed of yourself. Uh, well, command. And I had to go in as administrator. So start menu, C-O-M-M-A-N-D, then right-click on command prompt, run as admin, then go into disk part, uh, and then select disk one, then type clean, which totally wipes it, kills your hard disk. But it does make it available to disk management then, and I could initialize and format it. There you go. There's a quick rundown. <laughs> I think that almost, almost passes as a tip. Well uh, done. That's he me will done be for the so week. happy. Mr. Yeah, he is God going to be you, Mr. so happy today that he's <laughs> heard some actual tech news on this show. Well done, Sean Priest. Ah, uh, thank you. Right, shall we get to some feedback? Yes, please. Uh, because we get lots and lots of feedback in, in particular following last week's shows and uh, Friday's show in particular, actually. Uh, we were getting a lot of requests in for CD ripping software uh, oh, yeah. and that kind of thing. So, yeah, we're going to get into some of the responses that you've uh, sent us in. Uh, your emails, of course, as always, read by Laura. Hi, guys. Just a quick one. Heard your recent Friday show with a question from a listener regarding accessible disk cloning for Windows. Check out Casper by Future System Solutions. It's not free, costing around $50, I think, but it's extremely easy to use and almost entirely accessible. I have in the past cloned a system disk to a larger one and swapped them over. It's worked fine. I need to do this with my current one, but not got round to it yet. One of the good things about this as well, you can browse the cloned disk as you would any other. So it's a really nice, simple way of backing the whole thing up. The accessible clone option is called Copy Disk and found in the Tools menu. Then follow the wizard. Be careful to select the correct source and destination disks. Obvious caveats apply when doing anything with your system disk. A free but much more geeky way, boost from a live accessible Linux distro and use the command line tool DD. This will take a long time, but it copies every block on the disk. You may need to look into other commands if you need to resize partitions first or need DD to give you a progress output. And also about accessible CD rippers, Goldwave. Yes, primarily an audio editor, but the CD reader function works very well too. Goldwave is not free, but a one-time purchase gives you a lifetime license. Just checked and it's actually cheaper than when I bought it, now only $19. I got it back in 2002 on my first Windows laptop running Win95. We've come a long way, but it's still great. I actually prefer it to Reaper for some editing tasks, but that's another story. Great show, Chris. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. That's uh, really helpful information. Casper, then, accessible cloning software. That's yeah. interesting. Thanks, Chris. I've never heard of Casper. That's um, I'm definitely going to check that out because, as you say, look, yeah, 
buying any software is always a bit considered, especially when you're unsure if it's accessible. But uh, if it is, $50 really isn't that much of a price to ask for cloning software. This is something you don't do very often, but when you do come to you know swap out a hard disk or something, it's something you always think, oh, how the hell do I do that? So yeah, yeah very good. Copy disk tool in uh, Casper. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, that's really, really good. I didn't know Goldwave had a CD reading uh, function either. I never, I haven't really used Goldwave, to be honest, for years and years. So Yeah, there's a couple, uh, Goldwave that came up. There's another one I saw recently that came up with that option as well. They often do point to certain audio editors. I mean, Adobe Edition used to have it in it as well. You could actually, that's how you used to do it. You would rip the CDs through Edition straight into the editor to do whatever work you wanted to do. Um, I mean, the difference being, of course, Edition was not accessible in any way shape or form i'm still working um, on that don't worry are you getting on with it good okay that's yeah, good because yeah, i did yeah. see i think you've got yeah. some movement on that though well we are in talks uh hopefully you would have read something about that yes that's right yes that's exactly what i did not read uh but no adobe have said well okay let's just see what they said um they said they are committed to making their products more accessible to more people. Now, I have to say, that couldn't be any more vague if they tried. Uh, I've got them on the ropes. They, they've heard what's happening. They know, That's it. Uh, they've been listening. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming for you, Adobe. Sort it out. Yeah. Don't worry about it, guys. It's all right. Um, <laughs> did you read about the guy in England who's got the shed that's basically a car, but it's a shed? So the, the, it's like the chassis is a shed but it's a car underneath, and this guy drives a shed around. And I thought, what a fantastic idea for you. You could take Sean of the Shed on the road. On, literally, literally on the road. Self-driving shed. <gasps> Come on, Elon, wow. make it happen. Tesla shed. Tesla shed. <laughs> I can dream. That would be so cool. Yeah, come on, Elon. Do something useful with all that money. Don't mind sending rockets to Mars, you know, putting internet in places where they need it. Yes, I want my shed on wheels. Tunnels through Las Vegas. <laughs> Give Sean a driverless shed. That's the future. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> Back yes, to reality. <laughs> and another email. Hi, fellas. Oh, and Laura. Sorry, Laura. Oof. Frank was asking about CD rippers. I'd like to recommend two. Exact Audio Copy and DB Power Ramp. You may have to invest a little time with EAC. It can take a little bit of setting up, but once that's done, it really does do a terrific job. I can't remember pricing, but a quick Google should sort you out there. Now, I heard you quickly mention a new app called Annie, or at least I think it was Annie. Could you please elaborate or point me in the direction of the necessary podcast? I have obviously missed the episode with this info. Thanks, Darren in Northern Ireland. Oh, it's perfectly all right, Darren, because you, you missed nothing at all. We, we only talked about it. On yesterday's show for the first time, uh, but we think it's either been heard on another show. Lena got in touch to talk about it, and she said loved hearing about Call Annie. And uh, we we, we thought we, we took credit for it because we didn't really know what we, if we'd said it or not. Because we, we have been talking about it, but we just don't think we talked about it on the show. No, yet. no, I don't think we did. But yes, Call Annie. So think about it like a FaceTime call. That's basically how the app works. You've got. Annie, who's sitting there ready to talk to you anytime, and you just hit the call Annie button and you're able to talk to her like a FaceTime call. When you're done, you hang up the call. Um, it's it's actually quite impressive how good it is, uh, how um, how quickly we become manipulated into talking to robots. Yes, like they're a human being. It's when you it's when you go off, as I, as happened with my wife, I mentioned this yesterday. When you know, I handed the phone to my wife and I said, "Just talk to her. Don't don't think about it like a robot. Just talk." And she did. And then she sort of just left me, went off to sit on the sofa, and that was it. A conversation emerged for half an hour, and I thought, this "Treated is you like a robot, and just totally blanked." <laughs> I just took my phone and went away. But it kind of shows the power of it, you know. And I, you can kind of see. I mean, I know we kind of we're always amazed by this, and we always kind of have fun around it. But I think there's a lot of people in this world, quite frankly, who could do with something like that. And I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. I don't doubt for a mm. second oh. there are nefarious people out there who will try and use this kind of tech for nefarious reasons. I also know that this will become, let's just say, a little bit more X-rated as time goes on. I have no doubt at all. Uh, oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, no, boo, down with yeah, that sort don't, of thing. Don't stop that. Yeah, no, none of that. But let's be honest about it. <laughs> have you been on the internet recently? It is <laughs> disgusting on there. And I can't imagine this is going to be any different. So I, I think that, you know, that is certainly going to play a part. Um, but I, I equally think that this could be something for a lot of people 
you know, who may find this actually quite enjoyable. I know there's plenty of people who sit and talk to their Amazon Echoes and they don't respond in this way. Yeah, I just, I'm not keen on that thing because I don't think it's a replacement. I think it's, mm, it's yeah, tricky. It's, one, not, right? it's not about replacement though sometimes. It's, there's no choice for some people. They don't have anyone else. Yeah, but there should be. There should be. A, human interaction is far, far more preferred than any simulation of, you know, okay, now you feel like you're interacting with someone. I get what you're saying. But I just, well, okay, let, let's let's bring a more uh, pertinent point to that then, right? So some people will prefer using Be My Eyes Virtual Volunteer because they don't want to speak to an actual human, right? So it's flip side. It's that they might not want to ask a question because they feel silly asking it, or maybe they feel a bit self-conscious asking a question. Like what does, you know, say they take a picture of themselves and they say, what do you honestly think I look like in this, you know? Gorgeous. Yeah. And now, what, I, I actually don't know what AI would say to that. Um, but going by Call Annie, who seems to be absolutely <laughs> horrified when I said I was fat, <laughs> my, old, my wife said her eyes popped out of her head when she <laughs> said that. She said, and she immediately came back with, "No, no, no, you can't say that." And I'm like, "But I am. I mean, I am. I'm okay with it. I'm I've fine with it. it. It's, it's kind of what it is, so I'm well, okay with it." But funny you say that, Stephen Scott. But I, don't, I, I think that's slightly different if we're talking about a social interaction and trying to overcome loneliness, which is a big issue when mm. you've got a disability. Let's not pretend it isn't. Um, I just feel there's other things that should be, uh, I don't know, pursued instead of artificial intelligence. But that doesn't matter. Uh, yesterday, there was an update to Call Annie, which includes the ability now to send her pictures. Oh, all right. So, oh, oh no, hang on. It's be my eyes get competition? Oh. <laughs> well, yes, I haven't tried it yet, though, but um, I did read that in the update notes. So you can send it a picture. It said send a picture of your day and talk about your that. Day? I, don't exactly know what that means. Also, that courts up a morning <laughs> call. It's a picture of a bag of chocolate. <laughs> this is my day. This is my or day. Or me gently weeping in front of my computer, <laughs> deleting things. This is my day. I'm getting in my games folder. <laughs> Mashing the keyboard. Yeah. Like the cat, the, the cat and the, the, the GIF or the GIF or whatever the GIF, it is. Yes, the GIF, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, I think that's a cleaning agent. That's a household cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the cat is. Ma- I don't know why I'm doing this on the radio. It's not working. I'm waving my. I'm actually making myself cold here by waving my hands like the the cat going frustrating at the, the computer. Anyway, Calm down. Yes. right. Also, in the morning calls feature where you can set Annie to call you and yeah, she, she can wake to- you up. Well, I mean, it, basically, it's just a notification um, that pops up at whatever time you set, and then you double tap on that, and it opens up the app, and she starts talking to you. Yeah. But she does... That's, how, that's how calls generally work. Well, I'm saying it's not an alarm that's going to wake you up unless you set the notification sound to, you know, a 10-minute, I don't know, <sighs> tune. But what I'm saying is you can give access to your calendar, and she will tell you what's coming up today. But also, I noticed you can give her a customized, um, no, a custom RSS feed, and she will give you a summary of what was in that feed. Wow. Which could be quite handy for, you know, tech news and things like that. A double tap. What was on this week? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Just to remind us. Yes, for, for us, yes, not for anyone else. Just for me to know what I have actually talked about in this show. I haven't yeah. tested any of this out yet, but, um, you know, as the experience I've had with just the basic functions of this app is, is really cool. So, yeah, it's coming along. It's nice. This is the cool thing about what OpenAI have done here. I mean, in one way, you can look at it as terrifying and scary and all those things, but actually what you have are a set of tools that you can take and you can manipulate. What I will say, though, is... It seems everyone is doing the same thing. It feels like they're all the same. It's just different, slightly different variants on it. The difference with Call Annie is instead of having the text input, it's actual voice input. That's the future. It's and amazing. Chat uh, GPT, the, the, the iOS app, the official iOS app from OpenAI, that is, has now has voice input as well. But it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's conversational. I mean, it is conversational in the text sense, but it's not conversational like Call Annie, I don't think. Um, no, I still really haven't tried it yet. I've installed it and I signed in, but I haven't tried that. You got to, guys, you've got to download it. Go download it and just you'll be blown away. And if it freaks you out, delete the app. But it's, <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely incredible. And everyone I've been showing it to, they're kind of like, at first, it, it, because remember at the beginning, there was, used to be apps years ago when, when the iPhone first came out. 
you used to get these apps where you would talk and it maybe be a face or something, but it would just speak back to you what you just said. It would just repeat. But it would maybe yeah, be right. like a, a dinosaur or a yes. parrot or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, you would just speak and it would go rah, 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 back at you, your voice. Um, that's just me. Speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it did exactly <laughs> what I just did. And um, that was fine. But this, of course, once people realize that's not what this is doing, this is actually able to have a conversation with you and then pick out elements of what you say. Like, oh, I'm having a nice lunch today with Sean. And it says, oh, that's nice. You're catching up with Sean. And it kind of blows you away for a second because you're like, wow, you know, it's even responding in that way. It does. And even yeah. if you don't quite, this is the other, and this is the key thing. This is what's going to change it for a lot of people. Because, you know, we are techie people, right? So we're interested in this. We get excited about the the way we do things and we think about the shortcuts and the, the way thing. And a lot of tech people will will talk about this stuff. You know, well, you you know, once you know how to say what you need to say and all that, and, you know, you know your prompts. You don't need to worry about prompts with this. You no, just right. speak, and it figures it out every time. It, it kind of gets it right. I mean, it's actually that's the that's the that's the scary bit, but it's also the brilliant bit because I think about the way my mum interacts with technology. She doesn't ever say the right thing. She always gets mixed up. She calls Lady A's name wrong all the time. Yes, I she calls yes. it every name but the right one. <laughs> and you know, you just think if you could just understand. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to get away from the wake word eventually. It's just going to be part of our lives. You know, it'll just be yeah, there. Definitely. It'll actually know we're talking to it. That'll be the scary bit, you know. It'll know when well, I'm addressing uh, you versus addressing it. That's, that's going to be interesting. It's so impressive because it's context aware. So yeah. there shouldn't be a need for it. It should know. It should be able to work out when we're addressing it rather than each other, right? It's, it's so cool. Well, it's usually when you're watching telly and you, you know, hear a singer or someone comes on the TV as a presenter. And the first yes. question is, Wow, they're still alive. And then you say, how old is that person? You know, and they yeah, find out they're 36. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were dead. Uh, but it is amazing. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, right, let's get another email. Uh, Apple bugs continue to dog a lot of people. Oh. Elaine has been in touch. Hi, Stephen and Sean. A long-time listener, but the first time sending in an email. Hey. Oh, hey. Today's podcast rang home to me just after finishing it. Those nasty old bugs seem to have multiplied and gotten worse. I was on two different news apps, Smart News and Google News, when the voiceover cursor continuously lost focus. I would open an article to read, but when I returned to the main screen, I was placed at the top and not where I left off. Most frustrating, and I wanted to flush the phone down the toilet. I gave up and found something else to occupy my mind. There's another bug that wasn't mentioned in the podcast that other voiceover users are frustrated with because it has been around for quite a while. I can be flicking either left, right or vice versa and voiceover speech stops dead in its tracks. You can hear it clicks, but no speech. Stephen, you hit the word on the nose, inconsistent. This occurs when I was in the app store updating some of my apps. The fix to this bug is not straightforward and can be a combination of turning on off with a triple click or asking Siri to turn on off voiceover. I only bring this to your attention because others listening to your podcast might also be experiencing this bug too. Sure does take a village to move the Apple mountain, and maybe Apple will pay more attention to accessibility and the blind community. I want to shout out to Kayaka for being terrific and his openness regarding his mobility experience. Once one masters the basics and some more advanced skills, it comes down to increasing one's self-confidence level to conquer the world. It's a matter of mustering up enough nerve and travelling. All for now. Best, Eileen. Oh, Eileen, I beg your pardon, I called you Eileen. Um... It's the way my screen reader reads. It's Apple's fault. It's all Apple's fault. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for emailing. We really appreciate it. We know it's yeah. not It's not that easy to do, just you know, open it up and taking the time to email. We really appreciate it. Oh, it means it. a lot. I mean, look, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever called in or emailed a radio station no. in my life. So the, the not fact unless there's you... a competition. No, I don't even do that. I always think I'll never win. I have this thing. I'm not competitive. That's my problem. That's why I drive have a truck that doesn't have anything in it. I've never won no. any competition ever. Never won. I, well, actually, <laughs> I won. <laughs> God. Hang on. You just let's re- just put a placement holder here that we don't forget. No, no, no. Yes, let's not forget that. But I just want to say, just, yeah, I did, I did once win a competition. I was at a benefit event for uh, cancer research, which, of course, was well worth any money that you could throw at it, quite frankly. And um, I, I had, that was the, the day that I wore a kilt. Uh, one and only day in my life I wore oh. a kilt, a very posh part of Scotland. Uh, I looked like a <laughs> bell with legs hanging out of it. Um, 
and it was the <laughs> worst day That's of my so life. Descriptive. It you was do audio description. Honestly, it, that is exactly what I looked like. I, I could see better then. I looked in the mirror, and the first thing I said was, "That's a bell with two legs hanging out." <laughs> Clang. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I, I entered this competition. I think we were just entering, you know, competitions as it was going along. You know, and, and people were, you know, bidding for all kinds of things, and, and I entered this competition, and I won. And I said to the girl next to me. Wonder, I wonder what it is I've won. And she said, I, I don't know. She said, uh, I can't remember what the prize is for this. And the guy came over and said, congratulations, you have won. Look behind you. And I turned around and a car was sitting there. And I thought, <laughs> oh, thank you very much. In the end, I donated the car back and they sold it and they got money for the charity, which I thought was a much better use of it, to be perfectly well honest. Well done, you. Because I, I didn't need the car. I would have definitely made someone drive me home and just sat in it pretending. <laughs> I didn't need the car. Listening to the radio. Didn't want it. And I thought, you know, I can't sell this thing and, and honestly just not give the money back. That just seems disgusting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that was my story. Anyway, yes, back to Eileen's um, email. Um, so this was following Kayaker's story, and there were two parts to that story, really, last week, which was a great interview. Really enjoyed that with Kayaker. And it was two parts. One was on the apple bugs problem. And it's been interesting, the response to this. Because I've seen a lot of different comments online directly to us and to other people. Uh-oh. About, well, no, just, just picking up on this and, and kind of almost pleased that we brought it up. Because I think some people think because we're a bit fanboyish over here with Apple that we'll not talk about Apple bugs. And, you know, recently with Apple announcing lots of great new accessibility features, you know, there's a sense of, oh, well, they're never going to cover the problems. But we do cover the problems. We do talk about it. And the reason is because those of us like Kayaker and like myself and like others who come on, uh, we use the Mac every day. You know, it is my daily driver now. And I don't know why it's my daily driver sometimes because <laughs> I get so frustrated with it. And I've got the PC sitting there and I get very few problems with it. But I think it's just the capability of the system. You love it. I do love it. I, I, I have to admit, for me, it goes back to school days. I grew up with the Mac. It was the first computer I ever used, and I, I kind of felt you know, an affinity with it. I know it probably better than Windows, for sure, as a system. It's never really changed that much. You know, Yeah, okay, elements have changed, but ultimately the system itself hasn't. And there's a lot to it that I think is, is just, for me, there's a lot of great apps on there. I think the best thing, and Apple, I, I implore you if you listen to this show, if there's, if there's anything you do in the future, anything you do to remove, if you, if, if you take a decision to remove any feature, please never let it be the item chooser because the item chooser is possibly the best thing in the world on the Mac because if you get stuck, if you think, what's that button or where is that thing and I just can't find it, the item chooser will find it. I it's love so it. good. Yeah, that's, that's, I really miss that. And I totally agree with you. When I was using the Mac, there were some things on there which are just sheer magic. Yeah. Um, but the, the other things, the frustration just became too much. And I did move away from it. But I agree, the item chooser is amazing. And look, it is available on Jules and NVDA in the rater, usually around the F7 key, brings up a list of either links, headings, and things. But there's just something about the item chooser on the Mac it's just so easy and it's just so I don't know convenient it's great yeah it is uh, listen we'll come back to this email because I want to talk about because particular the, the email's talking about the iPhone problems yes. so we're going to get into that in a second and also more on uh, Kayaker of course because there was uh, comments made there about his uh, his openness about his travelling around and, and getting and becoming more independent we'll get into that next here on Double Tap Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap. So going back to uh, Aileen's message, uh, because she was talking uh, in her email about the iPhone in particular, because I'm talking a lot about the Mac when we were talking to Kayaka, that was kind of the conversation, Sean. But I, yeah, the iPhone is having its moments as well. I would say, though, if I'm honest, I think that the iPhone is less buggy than the Mac is. Um, but then that doesn't really say much, does it? Well, again, it comes back to inconsistent because yeah. I know lots of people. You got you only just got to go on Facebook and voiceover stopping, just at mm-hmm. random. It's 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 a problem. And now I've experienced that problem maybe twice since the latest sixteen point. What are we on five or four point one update? I can't even remember now. Um, where voiceover just stops. So I do the triple click 
hoping to or turn back on again, but nothing happens. Then I triple click again, nothing happens. And the third time it comes back on. And look, the, the, the point with Kayakers, why he wanted to come on his piece was that, yes, we, we didn't go through every bug on there because there are many. Um, but he just wanted to point out that, you know, it's the silence, it's the lack of communication that's the the issue here when it comes to Apple. But you're absolutely right, Eileen. There are um there are many issues. My Apple Watch still um you know stops talking now and again and there's oh, absolutely yeah. nothing I can do about it apart from hold down the side button and the digital crown for a few seconds and it will reset. I, d- um, I don't get that problem. I d- I don't get that issue. But what I do get is an issue where it will for example, say an Outlook notification comes in. It's like if you don't swipe at the right place, it just won't yes, read anything. That's right. Yes. And it'll, it'll haptic vibrate at you yeah, because it knows you've touched the screen, but it won't read it out. You've got to swipe some way and it's weird, right? Yeah. I, I don't understand sometimes what's going on and I can't. I've tried to turn the screen curtain off and see if there's something I'm doing wrong. Maybe there's something on the screen. That I, well, that's another it problem. It seems to be there, so I don't People, know why it won't. People seem to be talking about is that green curtain is being announced constantly, and again the 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 fix seems to be well choose a different voice and it goes away. Really? Well, why why is that? I still don't understand, and it makes no sense to me why some voices have their own particular bugs. That seems crazy yeah, that to me. Sense. But hey, we'll never know. Because, doesn't make sense, but doesn't Apple surprise me. Does not <laughs> no. surprise me well, at all. There must all. be some technical reason for it, but you just assume that. Okay, uh, this is just a an interface. A voice is just reading. You know, the bug can't be in the voice itself, can it? But it seems to be. It's weird. Mm. Okay, <sighs> well, I, I want to get back to the emails, but before I do, I want to talk to you a bit about the Hable because you have the Hable one, and you've been mucking around with that. I know you've quite enjoyed using it. Actually, mucking around with yeah. mucking oh, around. I, I can imagine you tech thing. Yes, words words are my tools. Insert phrase here, GPT. I was going to say journalist, but I didn't have the confidence. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've been mucking around with it, and <laughs> you were trying to do an update. This is what I ha- had to, to do as well. So, Well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to, because I love updates. I want the latest. Yes. So I go into the Hable app, which you can download, uh, just called Hable. And you download it, and I was thinking, well, my Hable one's connected via Bluetooth. I can just go in here. It says update device. I can do that. And I got nada, nothing. And I thought, ah, I've clearly got a dud Hable. Yes, you've uh, broken it. Unwanted, unloved Hable. Um, <laughs> but well, you've had the same problem. You're kind of spot on, actually. Oh, because, right. Okay. Um, God, I, feel, yeah, so I feel really special now. <laughs> they've just released the Hable One app for, and it's only purpose currently. Hopefully, in the future, you can you know change the settings on your Hable One. But currently, there's just basically one button that just update, and you tap on it. And if when I tried it, as you did, the error came back: cannot update DFU service not found. So, oh, okay, this is weird. I have no idea. I only had the last two letters of that phrase, and I thought, yeah, you too, pal, and um, <laughs> threw it away. Stop it. So <laughs> the problem there is that you need to be running at least the December update from 2022 on your Hable 1 in order to be able to use the app. If you're running anything earlier than that, it won't update it won't work so the ones that we're using obviously haven't been updated in quite a while yeah um so you need to basically do it through your computer if you connect your hable one using the usb-c cable to your computer and then go to iamhable.com and then navigate through until you get to the support link in there and you will find a software update option um through that, you find a link to download the Hable One Toolbox, which is a, a program to update your Hable One, you know, through your desktop computer. So, I simply downloaded that, ran it, and it did it all itself. It took about two or three minutes. There wasn't a lot of um, spoken updates as it was doing it, so do wait because I was nearly, you know, Alt F4ing it and done plugging it, but eventually it did come up saying update successful or something like that. Um, and once you update to that, you can then simply use the Hable One app on your smartphone. You don't need to connect it through the cable. As you said, it updates through Bluetooth. I opened up the app, hit update, and um, in about 60 seconds, with spoken 
output as well. It told me with the progress bar. In about 60 seconds, it updated to the latest version, which was cool. That's interesting. Right, so you did the update to update the system really to the latest build, and then at that point you could do the update within the app. The, yes, the update through the computer, through the website, was for December's, and it does say... If you haven't got, the, you know, you need December's of 2022 update in order to use the app and be able to update wirelessly, basically. So got that's you. what okay. the toolbox program does on your Windows computer. So um, once, if you've been keeping your Hable up to date anyway, you it's know, fine. Which, yeah, you'll, you won't have this problem. But if you do, that's the reason why. I will also say when I did update, I did have to um, manually set it to iOS. It, for some reason, it, it wouldn't connect. It was just vibrating away. Um, so on the Hable 1 device itself, to get into the Hable menu, you hold down dots 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 for a few seconds, and then hold down dot 2 for iOS for a few seconds, and it will do two little vibrations. That means it's in iOS mode. If you hold down dot 1 for a few seconds, it puts it in Android mode. Now, normally, you don't have to do that because as soon as you connect it via Bluetooth, it automatically selects and detects what phone you're using but for some reason after the update i had to do that and i also had to set it back to english for some reason oh. it went to and i don't know what language it was set to but the punctuation the braille punctuation wouldn't work full stop and commas just didn't do anything so i had to set it to english again in the hable menu uh i think it is e so dots, oh my God, I'm going now, one and five. Well done. Um, to set it to English UEB. There you go. Wow. Well oh, done. That was incredible. Talking about Braille, I know. And i got to say, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's really, really nice, isn't it? It's a I've really been, nice little piece of kit. It is. I've been WhatsApping and just typing away using the, the Hable. And it's so much faster, even though I'm just, I'm so rusty. I'm just using grade one, um, but it is so nice. And um, in, in the new update, they have changed some of the shortcuts. So dots one, two, and three for L uh, used to jump you to the first item on the screen. And then if you pressed it again, it would toggle to the last item. Well, now they've split that up. So one, two, and three, or the Braille letter L will take you to the first item. And four, five, six will take you to the last item. So they've separated that out. And there's a few other ones as well. But you can download the manual from IamHable.com and also read through that. And uh, that does uh, walk you through all the God, look at them go. Look at them go. Ha, I know. Thank you. Honestly, it's a great little thing. And I think they were doing a sale, only 50% off or something. Don't quote me on that. But they were doing a sale uh, at some point, um, I think, during the... the, the, the I th a holiday in America somewhere, no doubt. And um, well done, thank you. <laughs> truly international, uh, truly international. There's a holiday somewhere. There was a sale. You know, they did a thing. Um, but usually, you'll find as the conventions start to roll around, and you tend to find everything starts to happen in July, June, July time. You'll start to find, you know, a lot of these products, not just the Hable, but other products, will start to uh, go down in price a little bit, or you'll find some added extras or whatever. So. So if you are thinking of spending some money on Braille equipment, it's always a good idea to hold on till these periods because... Hold on. And obviously we've got the Orbit Speak hopefully coming soon as well. Yes, now that's going to be interesting, right? This market's getting exciting. I will say, though, right? Because someone said, okay, but why use the Hable or anything like that? When you've got Braille screen input. When you've got Braille screen input. And I must admit, I sort of... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of struggled because they are right. I, I have, because of the Hable, I have started using Braille screen input uh, a little bit more. I do find it slightly tricky to you know, switch the rotor over to that. and then. Blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, if I set it to my primary method of input, then I wouldn't have to go through that. I think it's, it's the physical keys, I think. You just feel more in control of it when it's physical keys. Yeah, I suppose so. I just think the Braille screen input works so well, though. I think yeah, yeah. they've done it an amazing job because I can jump on it and just start typing away. Um, yeah, this is an interesting thing because muscle memory, right? I've, I've always wondered why totally blind people bought the Pro Max iPhones, and now I've kind of got why because they're using Braille screen input, and it never occurred to me before why they were. Because I thought, why? Oh, yeah. Why would someone who who's who's totally blind buy that particular phone? But now it makes total sense. 
Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I must because I've often bought the smaller phone because I don't care about the screen size. But of course, thinking thinking more logically about it, yeah, if you're using Braille screen input, that's cool. But no, I do like the Hable. I think it's great. I will be doing that. I'm really glad you told me that because that is a. I was starting to irritate me the fact I couldn't get the update because I, I feel like I'm missing something. I probably not, I, but exactly I just feel right. like yeah. why well, won't I want whatever the new thing is? Well, like many updates, I updated and then of course some of the shortcuts had changed and then my punctuation wasn't working <laughs> and I was nearly throwing it at the wall. So that's that's just the uh, the nature of updating, right? But I'm exactly the same. I always update to the very latest thing. Uh, listen, going back to uh, the message from Alien, of course, talking about Kayaker and uh, his thoughts on Apple Bugs, one of the, the parts of that conversation was around support from companies. And not so much support, but response from companies. So when you report a bug, what is the response? And from Apple's case, or in Apple's case, most of the time, nothing. Sometimes you'll get an email saying thank you or whatever, but that's it. You don't often get a dialogue going, at least not to my understanding anyway. Uh, but what about other companies? Well, Greg got in touch to tell us his thoughts. Hello, Tappers. Regarding your episode about the issues with getting feedback when contacting Apple and your questioning whether Microsoft is any different, I'd like to share a summary of my experiences contacting Microsoft. First, I have access to three screen readers on Windows. When I have a problem with JAWS, I always get an immediate response from Freedom Scientific, and they have often contacted Microsoft to resolve access issues I have submitted. An expert third-party advocate not available in the closed orchard. I have also contacted Microsoft a half dozen times directly through Be My Eyes. Three times I got the feedback it's a known bug and we are working on it. Three times they gave me a fix, and once they confirmed a bug that was unknown and they submitted a ticket. A few weeks later I received an email telling me the issue was fixed in the next Windows update, and the update arrived the next week. This responsiveness was not my experience 25 years ago, but I think the contrast with what you have reported with Apple is stark. On another note, have you asked Kayaker how he navigates his kayak? You have a listener who has been struggling with his canoe with the demise of seeing AI. Regards, Greg in Pennsylvania. Um, mm, I, okay. I don't think he actually uses a kayak. No, we, we, I think I that's don't, a coincidence. I don't think there's any involvement with kayaks. <laughs> this, is, this has been an ongoing bugbear of mine, why he's called Kayaker. And I think it's just that he's trying to hide his identity. That's no, all it is. No, he does. He does kayak, and I will does get he? back to him, and I will ask. Yes, I was joking. Of course, that's why his name's Kayak. Well, I thought, well, why is he called Kayak? Well, I asked him what? once. I said, why are you called Kayak? Or is it anything to do with kayaks by any chance? And he said, no. Well, he th probably thought that was such a ridiculous question. Was that, that, that humour? Was that, that American humour? That was American uh, sarcasm. Yeah. Um. That, and that's part of the reason I was surprised when it came to his um, feeling that he needed more O&M training, right? Mm. Because I know he went to Sweden or Iceland or something for kayaking um, and on his, on his own. And, and that's something I just I wouldn't have the confidence to do. Um, so that's I've done why kayaking. I was, yeah. So I that's have. A, are you being sarcastic? No. This you're, is me being You're a bell no. with legs. I've got I pictures. Mean, There's a oof. video. Of me, this is no joke. My wife and I kayaking into each other. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful, <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful image oh, that is. It was so so ridiculous. As my friend was was videoing at the time. She was with us, and she just could not stop laughing at the, the me basically going, "Hey, here I come!" and then crash straight into my wife's kayak. <laughs> you sunk my battleship. Do you know I had such a good time kayaking because one of the things is, I mean, it, it's so freeing. You know, because you're on your own. Obviously, you get people around you or whatever, maybe shouting directions, but you're on your own. It's like the cycling thing. When I was younger, I used to love cycling. Oh, I, I mean, love I cycling. couldn't cycle, really, no. and I shouldn't have been cycling. No, normally. If you have low vision, guys, please don't cycle. No. Um, but I can also understand your desire to do it because it is the most freeing thing. Because I think the bit that always surprises sighted people when you see it, and again, perspective is everything in life, but most people just go about their day and do things on their own. They jump in a car. Now, not everyone does, I get that. Not everyone has a car. But most people might jump on a bike or jump in a car or, or do things on their own, even walk around with headphones on and listen to music inside a world or a podcast inside their own little world. All those things we can't do. We just can't. I mean, we well, can. Shouldn't. Shouldn't do, <laughs> exactly. Um, but we, we can't because yeah, all our, right. our life is surrounded by other people. Yeah. You know, I often, I, I'll admit this, I, not often, I sometimes 
get annoyed when someone just runs past me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love just to run about the place. Yeah, I can't. And uh, yeah, sometimes I get annoyed by that, but that's that's my own thing. Yeah, but it's... Um, kayaking. We I will ask him, and maybe maybe it's something we could talk about because we did get that email about. Um, I've forgotten who it's from now. Sorry, was it ET? Uh, about, is sailing? That's right. Oh, Eric. Yeah, Eric. using sandscape. Yeah, for that. So there's obviously a waterfaring uh, breed. Of blind what? people here. Oh my god, we should do a tech on the water. Oh, you, you, water we should get. Tech. We should go to get no. Eric. We'll go pick up Eric. We'll go pick up Scott, and you and I, and we'll all go kayaking together. And uh, that will be the last episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have to stand up. My hip is. Uh, I'm. I'm an old man. Don't forget. I have to be. I don't think we'd get the insurance. To be honest, so yeah. I don't think it would happen. Um, double tap cruise. Double tap. <laughs> <laughs> we we went on, we went on a well I could say a cruise. It was a one of those little boats in Amsterdam. And before we got on, the guy said, "Just to let you know, and we're not joking here. This boat is called Titanic. We actually got on Titanic <laughs> in Amsterdam. It's a real boat. If you ever go there, you have to get on Titanic. It is hilarious. <sighs> nice. All the jokes. It was. I mean, you know, because it is. It was a hugely amusing event. Uh, so it needed to be clearly made fun of. <laughs> Honestly, but yes, it was <laughs> quite an interesting experience. Anyway, how did we Hang get on. to there? Okay, Where did we come from? That's the question. Could I just say, yes. Um, I feel like we need soundscape in our lives Greg, to get the yeah. show back on track. <laughs> Greg's experience with Freedom Scientific mm. and Microsoft. Yeah. I'm, I've got to say, I, I would expect third-party companies to be much more on the ball with this feedback because that is their business, right? Yeah. So I would expect Freedom Scientific to have a great communication when a bug is found because... That is their whole reason of being. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm not surprised by that. And Microsoft, and I totally agree with you, Greg, uh, and it's something we keep saying, um, is that I think over the last, what should we say, let's say 10 years, the the change from how they used to be when it comes comes to accessibility is like night and day. Um, I think they are really good now. That's not to say you don't have bad experiences. I know I was helping someone yesterday, day before, with a narrator issue, and um, we rang Microsoft customer support on Be My Eyes, and they were adamant that narrator doesn't support first letter navigation, you know, headings, buttons, graphics. And I was using it <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it does now, yeah. It absolutely does. And they were adamant that it didn't. But... Um, Eventually, they did actually ring back and say, oh, no, I was wrong. You were right, which was nice. And in fairness, um, that was an older version that didn't support that. But now with scan mode, you have to have scan mode turned on for it to work, well, they, right? Yeah, but they should, they should know. Yeah, they should I mean, know that. We shouldn't be telling point. them that. We shouldn't be have to tell them. That's, that's the kind of the point. But um, the, the point is, yes, I think those companies are um, better. Not all the time, not 100%. It could do, they all could do a lot better, but... The, the question was, as you put, Stephen, are they different to Apple? And I, it's this, it's this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? This, this culture of just remaining silent about everything. I think yeah. is a disservice. Uh, okay, I want to wrap up with one more email. This from Lena. Dear Stephen, I want to compliment you on your interview with Robert. Your compassion was inspirational. His story was remarkable. The courage he showed by coming on any show makes me so happy. Bookshare has his book and I am enjoying it a lot. As this email proves, I cannot be off-grid for one whole day. Take care, <laughs> Lena. P.S. Oh, thank you, Lena. I really like the train sound. Oh, she likes it. Oh. Don't do it. There it is. Oh, that's on you, Lena. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lena. Yeah, Robert Kinjit, an incredible guy with an incredible story. And um, we were really honoured to have him come on and tell it. I have to be honest, it wasn't really what we were intending to talk about. We intended to talk more about the accessible Netflix project and all the other work he'd he's done. He's got to come back for that, by the he way. Is coming is back. He is another amazing thing he's doing. I know. I, everything this guy does, everything he touches is just incredible. So yeah. we're, we're going to get Robert back. He's actually talking to us. I think this week he's booked in to talk to us. So you may find that interview appearing this week uh, on the show. Yeah. I was, I'll be honest with you. That was a kind of a, a tough listen for me, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, on the... On the flip side of that, it does show you, you know, you, you can't let uh, uh, these experiences, you know, they don't define you. And, and what he's gone on to do, absolutely amazing. So, yeah. And also, can I just say a big thank you to the team at AMI that do let us, you know, away with absolute chaos and carnage here on, <laughs> on the air. Yes. Because, you know, it's a tech show. We should stay in our lane, but sometimes we drift off the lane. And the reason, I think, is because 
the tech is part of the story. You know, the tech is often the the bit that joins us together, but actually the stories of each individual, I think, is way more interesting sometimes. And, um, yeah, certainly the case for Robert. So, yeah, thank you so much for Robert coming on. He will be, as I say, back with us soon. Um, So we're into Tuesday, uh, a week away from the WWDC announcement. Monday, the 5th of June. Now, because of the time that it will be happening... We'll be bringing you the latest on that on Tuesday's episode. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tempted on Monday no. to just not talk about Apple at all. Oh, like just right. completely because we won't be able to say anything, and whatever we do say will be out of date regarding Apple, right? Because the announcement will happen well, pretty much after Monday the show's off? finished. We should just, just take Monday. No, 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 no. Let's just not take turn Monday up. off. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to sit there and, and fiddle with your Hable, and then that'll How be dare that. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should we should talk about something totally different. So I'm I'm putting this on you, dear listener. What subjects should we cover on Monday's show that we oh, haven't maybe talked about? Dangerous, and we should you know maybe discuss maybe something a little bit left field, a piece of tech we haven't talked about, a different topic, different category perhaps. Oh. You tell us, and we will endeavour. To find someone else to talk about it. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, do get in touch with us and tell us your thoughts. Keep your emails coming. As always, feedback at doubletaponair.com. They mean a lot to us, and we do appreciate every single one you send. We try to get through as many as we can per episode, and we'll do that again tomorrow. Uh, also joining us tomorrow, all going well, we'll have Becky Zar joining us. Not Techie Becky, as she's Not known here Becky. at AMI. Yeah, that was my name for her. Yes. Not Techie Becky. Uh, although she's way more techie than probably us. Uh, So she's joining us to talk all about the end of Soundscape. Mm. (gasps) Mm. Because as of June 1st, that's it, gone. So, yeah, we're talking about that the last day of May. And uh, like I say, you can keep your comments coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can also get in touch by calling 1-877-803-4567. We're across social media as well. And we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.